Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. Everyone wants to see what Djokovic is doing at home and, you know, everyone wants a little insight into what's making him the best tennis player in the world. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. He's out in the office there showing me his uh, little gifts that you've brought back from Wimbledon. Uh, Catherine, we just did want, to men- want to mention before we get into that slot, uh, people are commenting on the tickets for tonight? Yeah, so the Zambia game, there was like 1,500-ish ticket or seats that weren't filled in the stadium, and I've asked the FAI about it a couple of times, and they're not fully sure what's happening, but I was told that there are multiple groups of people that are allocated tickets and not turning up, so just mm-hmm. to say to if anyone does have tickets for tonight, and if you can't use them, that's fine. To get on someone there's plenty of people still looking for tickets there but it would be really nice to see Tallow Stadium properly sold out because the game itself has been sold out for weeks now yeah. so if you have a ticket turn up if not get on Twitter there are loads and loads of people looking for tickets yeah absolutely cut yourself on if you bought a ticket go to the match or give it to someone Jesus 8.57am Newstalk's tech correspondent Jess Kelly how are you? I'm great how are you? Keeping well you're wearing green for Wimbledon as well this is like the theme yeah. that we should have been told about this morning I guess Yeah. Colin Buhig is extraordinarily jealous I called him a traitor yesterday for uh, appearing on the PM show he's just jealous today yeah I felt I I don't I don't do emotions very well but I felt bad (laughs) for once the day that I said to Colin that I was going to Wimbledon I could see his little heart break (laughs) look at the actual head (laughs) the amount of times he told me to F off over the last two weeks since I found out I was going is a bit sensational so I brought him back some treats just because I felt so bad no that's only right he's a mug a a earring magazine oh wow the official programme yeah I'd say the merch isn't cheap over there either well look you know when you're on the big books you know I wasn't on a junket I was doing journalism sorry of course (laughs) well you can journalism on junkets as well the merch shop in Wimbledon is kind of hilarious the stuff you can buy there like so you know they have the official towels you can get that sort of stuff but you can actually buy like full tennis outfits people were doing that yeah like buying them and like changing in them in the shop and then uh, coming out wearing their full tennis gear like it's I'd so probably bizarre. do that That's <laughs> I could see it, you doing that do, uh, do many stags is a stag and hen location or is it too is it too like posh it's not as notionsy as I thought it was going to be because I'd never been before and right. I was so excited to go uh, the whole thing is the operation is just run so well I think it's very difficult to get the access to the tickets. There were thousands of people yesterday morning uh, queuing in Wimbledon Park hoping to get a return ticket. So actually what you guys were just talking about there by Tala Stadium. So say if I went yesterday morning to Wimbledon and I stayed for like an hour, yeah. I could then scan my ticket on the way out and they would then resell my ticket so somebody else could get access. Right. That's the good thing about this. They don't like, want empty seats. They don't want empty seats, but also it's about giving as many people mm. an opportunity to go as possible. I was actually talking to someone about this about Crow Park at the weekend so they had the double head um, there was a lot of people that went to the first games who maybe didn't have any interest in the second games, but yeah. also or vice versa. Like it would have been so good if you had someone exactly like that standing yeah. outside, rescanning your ticket, and then it went on sale and someone could just pick it up. That's where the tech coming into this to sports as a whole is a really good thing mm. because it'd be very difficult to do that manually. You know, to take a ticket back, write down one, two, and yeah. then try and resell them. The fact that it's all done on this tech platform makes it pretty seamless like tech has been ingrained into pretty much every element of Wimbledon now mm. you know if you're watching on the BBC and you see the stats on the screen yeah. and all the rest so quick it's I know so it's quick. supposed to be quick but like but it's, it's remarkable so what I was given access yesterday morning at half eleven to the tech hub of Wimbledon so I went downstairs beneath the, the court level so we were like underground there's all these secret little tunnels where the players can walk by 
and the journalists can walk by so they don't have to like mingle with the public uh, and very important like that oh, well, look, it suited me down to the ground uh, but you go in and there are three rooms dedicated to using artificial intelligence to analyse pretty much every single element of the game like my brain nearly exploded so if you Jesus. download the official Wimbledon app or if you go to the Wimbledon website there are different elements that you can interact with the thing that's different this year is they're using AI commentary so they're using generative AI to produce commentary. This and is fascinating. It's, it's bonkers, Shane. Like, it is utterly bonkers <laughs> to provide insights to the game. So in one of the rooms I was in, I was watching this screen uh, that was analysing one of the, the, the matches and it was tracking in little green boxes every single move that a player made. Mm. And it could identify, it was coming up on the screen if it was a forehand or if it was a backhand. We what have the players there, likelihood to win. So this is from IBM. This is IBM. So IBM are the tech partner. They've been working with Wimbledon for 30 years. But obviously as technology has developed, they started using different things and they've really embraced AI. So the, the two key ways are the analysis. They're taking things like, you know, a player's previous performance performance as well as you know their age their weight their data like all the mm-hmm. different elements about them to try and provide insights and predict who's likely to progress well in the competition so it can look at who's playing who and how likely you know each player is to to win in that and then map it the whole way through the competition but it's not just based on the obvious stats or, you know, things like their previous three or four matches. It's also taking what's called unstructured data. Mm. So they can scan all across social media, all across news articles, see what's been written about them, see what the sentiment is towards them. And all of this information is meshed together, for want of a better phrase, to create these um, sort of predictions. But I want to go back to the AI commentary thing, because some people don't like the idea of <laughs> AI doing our jobs uh, but the the way it works is it analyzes games but it's also giving access to commentary uh, for people to have commentary on games that wouldn't be on some of the show courts mm. so if you're at a court that's not um, you know getting the full BBC treatment you may not get the insights yeah. now the AI is able to do it it's taken a ton of uh, language-based learning and then it's also just generated voices so you can choose to have a man or a woman uh, being the AI commentator. It's trained in how to pronounce the names. It's also trained... Which is the toughest part of a tennis commentary, I'd imagine. Mm. Yeah, I I would say so. And also it's been given like a proper... Uh, like posh British accent as well to be in keeping you, yeah. with the tone of, of Wimbledon but it is incredible when you see what it, can, what it can do the only thing that's missing from it is you know if you are someone who watches Wimbledon every year you know the like little bit of flair or colour that you get from a John McEnroe or someone like that who's in the commentary box yeah. you don't have that because it's purely factual there's no crack It'd be kind of funny if like it got to a stage where it observed so many matches that it could start recounting other things that it commented on. That's what it on. can do. Yeah. So you know, like I often see like, you know, if, if Nathan's at a match or whatever, he'll post a picture of his of his little notebook with mm. his highlighter and his seven different colour pens and all the rest. Child, basically. His little O C D system which yeah. makes me really happy. <laughs> uh, AI doesn't need to do that. It doesn't need the notebook because it's learning the entire time. Right. So not only can it take in all of the data from everything that's ever happened in a player's life life, never mind just their career. It can then also say, well, half an hour ago, this happened. So it's learning the entire time and it's taking a lot of the pressure off, um, you know, the individuals trying to collate all this data. But I know that some people are slightly allergic to the idea of too much technology coming into sport. Yeah. Like obviously Hawkeye's been there for quite a while and some of the insights produced by IBM for this use the Hawkeye. 
but it's gone, you know, 17 layers above that now in terms of sophistication. Is, is it quick as in, is it literally as you're watching, is the commentary as quick as it would be with you? No. So at the moment, what's happening now is that this, the AI commentary is for the highlights of, uh, of yeah, the game. So yeah. if you say, if you sit down at seven o'clock tonight and you want to watch back the action, um, it does take a bit of time to generate. Also, what's really cool is within the app, if there are certain players that you're really interested in, you can select them as your favourites and it'll compile your own little highlights reel. <laughs> so it's like your own version of, you know, and this is going to come for every sport. So if you can curate your own version of Match of the Day or whatever it is where you're getting insights into well, yeah. the matches and to the players and the athletes that you're most interested in, like it's all happening. Yeah. So for for people who watch Wimbledon, you'll, people will know that obviously centre court and court number one and two are the, the main ones, and then you've got the with essentially there's six show courts. Yeah. And outside of that, you'd be doing well to recognise some of the names on the six show courts. But for some people who want to see that some of those matches are players this technology will come in useful. Yeah, and the other thing with the AI, and they have draw analysis and then they also have power rankings, their own, I think they ripped you guys off a little Tommy bit. Rooney. Yeah, <laughs> watch out Tommy. Uh, but what they do is, they're saying that the AI can help identify up and coming talent. Right. So, because it's looking at the trends, it's looking at people's form and all the rest. So if you are a proper tennis nerd, uh, you know, if you're Cullen Buick, basically, yeah. then you are going to really get the benefit of having all this data. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I just found it utterly fascinating. I feel like after this slot, Colm's just not going to come into work next week and we're just going to oh, get yeah. a picture of him in Wimbledon queuing outside the gates being like, I'm ready, guys. He should give it a go. Did you have strawberries and cream? No, the queue was bananas and I'm too impatient. I did have a PIMS, though, for the first time ever. Yeah, what, what is PIMS? Do you not have access since your media to the media I restaurant? I there as... So I was, I was given a grounds pass. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so there's yeah. like a special restaurant for all the media that works there. I saw that downstairs. Yeah, yeah, and like it's class. You get like free strawberries and cream. I did not get free it's strawberries pretty, and cream. I, I paid twelve quid for a thing of Pims, which was delicious and the most refreshing. What is Pims again? I actually don't know. I know that there's a bit of booze, a lot of fruit, and just deliciousness in a right. cup. Isn't it like it's like lemonade and liqueur lemonade. or something? It looks nice. It looks nice. It was great for the gram. Like yeah, that's, that's all that matters. That's all that I was... It's like about. a slightly less sweet cider or something. So here, Pims is an English brand of gin-based fruit cup, but, but may also be considered a liqueur on, or the basis of a sling or punch. Who knows? First produced in 1823. There you go. Well, I love that that's the most uh, that we've learned from this entire segment. No, <laughs> so thumbs up or thumbs down for the technology? Uh, thumbs up, but I would love to know what people think about this type of technology in general coming into sports. It's already been there in terms of um, like the Masters. It's coming into different sports the entire time at different levels. But I think the thing for me is, because I'm a bit of a data junkie, I love having all this yeah. insight, but it's where the technology interrupts the flow of the delivery of the sport yeah. and the commentary and all the rest. I don't think it's that invasive in tennis. Like I get frustrated watching rugby and all the rest when you're going to the TMO for like 25 minutes and it's just like, oh, come on, no one has time for this. So I <laughs> I think it's about striking that balance between benefiting the fan regardless of where they're watching also the other thing is the athletes are now using like the tennis players are now using some of these insights to learn about their own game as well so the players can log in they have their own portal within the app and they can see what AI how AI assessed their performance in a particular match and then learn from that their own stats person basically essentially yeah so I think it's fascinating but as I said I'd love to know what the hardcore fans think absolutely let us know in the comments Jess great stuff thank you thanks for having as always Jess Kelly there News Talks Technology Correspondent OTB AM The Sports Breakfast Show from Off The Ball